that has been really true for me. Um, I think that there is a real grief to this part of our lives where we're grieving the fact that we'll never be as young as we are right now. Welcome back to another episode of The Table. Hello, Addie. <laughs> hey, I live. How are you? I'm okay. Kind of tired. How are yeah, you? Same. Yeah. yeah. I told you earlier, but I can tell them now. I slept for like three hours this afternoon, mm-hmm. and I don't normally take naps a lot, so that's very telling of how tired yeah. I feel today. But yeah. yeah, I am good. Just trying to prepare for the week yes (laughs) yes a lot of things going on but Mm -hmm. each episode that we're recording at this moment Addie is closer and closer to leaving the country Mm -hmm. for about a month and so we kind of talked about that last episode Mm -hmm. um very exciting but I think we're just kind of relishing our time together and we've gotten to spend like today and yesterday recording which has kind of been fun. I feel like we've gotten to see a lot more of each other. Mm -hmm. And it's not like we have to like catch up for an hour because we haven't seen each other in weeks. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's been fun. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh yeah. No, you go ahead. Do I go? Oh gosh. So, um, this episode, we are going to be talking about how it has looked for us to be like emerging adults and just kind of the concept of emerging adulthood yes Mm -hmm. um and just what that looks like for us um maybe how that has looked different than we thought it would when we were younger and we weren't in this stage in life yet what has maybe felt hard or what feels hard, um, just kind of our Mm -hmm. own experience as we are currently in it, you know, we aren't past it or we aren't, yeah, we're just right here with Mm -hmm. it. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is definitely one of the processes that we're having to go through. So do you want to start us off? Sure. So I think one of the things we were talking about in preparation for this recording um, was just noticing and recognizing the differences between what we expected this to look like. And I say this like really loosely, Um, I guess just the beginnings, the first fruits of adulthood um, and the implications of that, maybe what we thought it looked like if we were even thinking about it or if we just woke up one day and realized oh my gosh like I pay bills and I am somehow moving through the world as an adult and I feel like less like a child or maybe if it's something that you've noticed as you've made the transition and just kind of recognizing um what were the expectations if there were any um and how does that kind of juxtapose itself with the reality and so I kind of want to ask you maybe like what are some differences that you've noticed in what you expected for emerging adulthood um and what you've just noticed that it is if there are any differences Mm -hmm. um 
I would say that I think when I was younger, I always saw like these young or maybe not even like super young grown-ups, as I would have probably said when I was younger, mm-hmm. who were at this place in life or they were older. And I always looked at them as they had all of their stuff always together. Like they mm-hmm. never questioned anything. They just had all the right answers. Um, they were just like capable and competent adults <laughs> that um, I could trust and that I felt like had their lives together. Mm-hmm. And I think now that I'm at this place in my life, that is could not be further from the truth about how I at least feel about my life um, because I don't feel like I have my life together and I don't feel like I know anything, you know, or I feel like I don't hold this magic um, formula, I think, that I felt like the people that were my age when I was younger held. Mm. And I know, again, that those same people that I were or I was looking to as having all of the answers or having all of the parts of their lives figured out. I know now that that wasn't true. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, I think when you're younger, it's so easy to look at it and kind of romanticize it Mm -hmm. and see it as something that's so cool. And, oh, like, that's so cool that they have this really awesome job or house or, you know, something that you don't have when you're Mm -hmm. younger. And I think it was just really easy for me to look at that and think that that would be me. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm at this place, it just feels like a constant state of tension, but also having to accept that I'm here. Cause I think that there's <clears throat> still a very large part of me and just a very real part of me that does not feel like I should be here yet. Mm-hmm. Like I still feel like I'm 16, you yeah. know, I don't feel yeah. like I'm, an emerging adult and so honestly I just think a lot of the times it really isn't in my head it isn't something Mm -hmm. that I think about a lot it's just um, something that I know is true but Mm -hmm. I don't think I give it a lot of thought um, because it just doesn't seem like it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. this way Mm -hmm. Um, I think as far as just looking towards other parts of it. Um, I think that there's also a real fear that I have had. I mean, even, or not even, not a very like true and real fear, but I do think that it is a valid one um, mm-hmm. of even just looking at, you know, how like high things are right now, like with just with everything, you know, everything is like so expensive and I feel like it's just kind of really continuing to become expensive. And, um, even as I'm kind of now at this place where I only have one year left of Mm. college and then I will continue, you know, my schooling through like a master's program. And then I'm like, well, I will be moving most likely and then I'm going to be in like another city I'm just like looking at rent like that can just Mm -hmm. feel very overwhelming yeah um so I think that there's just also another 
real part of me that's like, I don't know how people survive. Like, yeah. I don't know how people make ends meet. Yeah. I don't know how I don't people, either. yeah, like, I just don't understand it, I guess. Yeah. And again, I don't think I was, I mean, and I think it's true for most of us. I don't think a lot of us grow up learning about these sorts of things yeah. and like, how do you save money or how do yeah. you manage money or yeah. what does this look like? And it's like, we just don't have all these mm-hmm. conversations. And then when we're here, it's like, I don't even know how to write a check. <laughs> like, right. I don't really know right. how to do these very yeah. basic things that, um, that can just feel scary and mm-hmm. feel like I don't have the answers to, yeah. but one more thing. And then I no, will let I'm you loving go. It. But, um, I do think like one part of it too, though, has, I think I've surprised myself, you know, just because once again, I think I just, and I feel like I have this sort of mindset with a lot of things and I'm working on it, but I just think that I can't handle stuff Mm. in life. Like I'm just like too, like I'm not strong enough to handle things. And so I just always look at something that is happening like in the future and I always just anticipate it overtaking me like Mm. I'm not going to be able to ever handle that Mm. and I think I've surprised myself because Mm. I have been able to handle things that I Mm. wouldn't have previously thought I would have and I have been able to do things on my own when I probably would have looked at that and been like I can't do that that's too scary and then I have and so I think that there's also a very sweetness to it um and a sweetness to trying to like romanticize this time in my life like I think that there's something Mm -hmm. really sacred and sweet about your early 20s and trying to like walk on two feet and trying to Mm. navigate the world and like yourself I mean you are learning so much about who you are in this yeah. time and yeah. I think that that can be really beautiful too mm-hmm. so I think that there's very sweet parts to it as well that just feel really tender and yeah. that feel like really sweet as like I know that I'm going to miss this a lot and yeah. I know that I'm going to look at these years hopefully when I'm older and just look back with a lot of fondness and um kind of like a mystical like Mm -hmm. um sense of that was kind of magical you know and it is kind of magical in its own way yeah no that's really sweet that's really (laughs) sweet yeah I love that idea of you know looking at this really like sensitive period in life and finding the sweetness and finding Mm -hmm how it is sacred and finding a way to celebrate that. Um, And I feel like I just really enjoyed hearing you say that, you know, yes, it is a time where we have a lot going on and there is so much we don't know yet. It does come with a lot of fear Mm -hmm. and a lot of like debilitation. Like I've never been taught how to do this and I don't know if I have the resources, you know, to make it through but also recognizing that you can kind of just move through it mm-hmm. and kind of romanticize the fact that you don't have it figured out 
and kind of just look at the whole process as it is and appreciate it because, you know, at the end of the day, we can just hope and pray that we make it to the next season, whatever that looks like, you know, safely and securely and quickly. But I don't know, I feel like as you were talking, it just made me think, yeah, I want to look back on these years too in a, in a fond way, like with just endearment. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a word? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, just like oh, that was so yeah, that was precious, but it was so yeah. freaking confusing. Yeah. But it was really sweet. Yes. You know? and, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you tell mm-hmm. me how you feel about yes. that. Like, what are your thoughts Gosh. about it all? I think. Um, it just made me think. One of the first times I felt like I was face to face with like, I'm not a kid anymore. I mean, I kind of am but I'm not that whole tension of like emerging (laughs) adulthood, like becoming an adult, whatever that even means. And it was right after my 18th birthday and I got a like check in the mail from a grandparent and I went to take it to the bank to cash it myself. And previously, maybe that's embarrassing, I had never cashed a check by myself. That's okay. And I remember taking it to the bank and driving through the little thing and like the drive through and they have little tube things that come down and I was just so confused. I was like, what do I put in there? And so it was this whole awkward process and this lady came up on the camera on the screen and I was confused and she was like trying to be patient with me and she, I, from my memory, it was a while ago, but I re- remember her being, you know, kind of patient with me, but also just like, girl, like just <laughs> bring your mother next time. <laughs> but I just remember getting so flustered and so embarrassed. And so I got the check and I just drove home and I was just like, I'm never doing that again. Like that was awful. Like I was not prepared for that. And I feel like that was kind of my first taste of what emerging adulthood would look like. And I feel like that same scenario has played out in a million different instances where I just feel kind of aloof. And I feel like it's sweet because there's a lot of like firsts in this time period, like paying bills for the first time or trying to find like a place to live and like rent. Like that's like your parents aren't there, like (laughs) holding your hand most times, like helping you through that. Like you're, cooking for yourself you're making meals you're feeding and nourishing your own body and that is a responsibility that is yours and I I feel like maybe a lot of these things um you know were prevalent in high school like obviously maybe our parents weren't as involved in like you know packing lunches and such but I find I find that my college years like being removed from my household with my family has just put me in like a lot of position to like there's more responsibility and there's more freedom. And I mean, both of those go hand in hand. Um, but it's just kind of all these first experiences and navigating them. And, um, I feel like a lot of times you just have to learn by experiencing it. Yes. You have to learn by experiencing it. You can't tell you about it and then you understand it. And Mm -hmm. so I'm understanding that, and also moving through these decisions and even like navigating fears and like plans and dreams and goals with just a little bit of caution knowing that 
you know, my mind changes quite frequently. <laughs> and never in my life has my mind changed more frequently than the past, like, year and a half. Um, as I'm nearing, like, the end of college, it's just, like, there's so many options, so many things I could do. Um, and it's fun to think about all the things that I could do, but it's like, wow, like, that's a commitment. Like, mm -hmm. moving to a different state, getting a job, you know, across the country and, you know, all of that. Like, there's just so many choices. And finally, we've kind of arrived to this place in life where, not to say, like, you know, the world is your oyster, but you get basically a huge say in like what you do with your time yeah um yeah which is pretty which is scary. It's scary it is scary it's a big responsibility you feel like you have so many choices mm -hmm. like that can mm -hmm. feel very in our whole great. lives like we're told what to do mm -hmm. you just register for these classes you just take this teacher you take this professor you get good grades so that you can go to the next level uh -huh. And then yeah. you're thrown into, like, the world, and it's just, like, there are no, like, checkpoints or goals or challenges that we all... There's no curriculum anymore. Like, yeah. this is your life. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm just, like, oh, like, at this point in life. And so that's what, I guess, emerging adulthood has looked for me. Um, and it's kind of fun. Sometimes it's not. We were just kind of talking, too, about how um, there are things, like, we're looking forward to in life. And for me, particularly, like just plans and trips this summer that are happening and even like trips that are coming up soon, but I'm like not even like excited or carefree. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have to have all my stuff together. Mm -hmm. I have to make sure like I keep track of like receipts so everyone can split gas and make sure that everyone has a good time on this trip and just feeling that responsibility as if I was like a parent on a vacation rather than like the little kid on vacation. Yeah. I feel that shift. Um, and I mean, that's just part of growing up, but I find that things that are like, I used to just look forward to because they required really no future, like planning on my part and no coordinating and no expense. I just kind of showed up. That's not how it necessarily is anymore when it concerns vacations or a lot of things. And so I think there's like a, like a hint of grief that comes with that, knowing that a vacation is somewhat of like, a, it's kind of work. It's work, it's good work, but I it wouldn't be as restful as if, you know, I just had no other obligations, but I have to take time off from work. Um, I'm gonna have to bring my computer so that I can do my school and classes. And a lot of that's kind of things I, again, decision-making, that, that's something I put on myself. That's, in a, that's a responsibility that I signed up for and commitments that I have but to still, honor, but it's still hard. kind of don't mm -hmm. have a lot of choice within that, though, yeah. because yeah. when else? When else? What do you have if not now, when? those classes? Yeah. If not now, when? So mm -hmm. I guess that's what, I don't even know if that was a complete formed thought. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say it, it wasn't, but that also me. parallels with my experience with emerging yeah. adulthood. It's just kind of... A little bit of a blur mm -hmm. um something that I feel like in hindsight I'll have a little bit clearer I guess understanding of but I don't really understand a lot that's going on around me but I know that um showing up is really important just being present where I'm at 
being ready to learn um, about myself, the way that I interact with the world, how I interact with others. Um, I feel like learning about people, people skills um, is something that I'm learning a lot about at this point in life, like professional relationships and like friendships and how those change during this time period with different life seasons that emerge for different friends that are all the same age or maybe slightly different. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's a whole conversation we could have too. Um, And then like, you know, dating relationships too. I feel like, again, this is not high school where your biggest concern is, you know, if your boyfriend's tie is going to match your dress at prom. (laughs) Not to say that that's not a real concern, not to dismiss that at all, because that would, that probably was me. That's, (laughs) that is me. (laughs) You can see. Definitely me. (laughs) Would I probably still stress about it? Maybe. But as, as, as it relates to the biggest concern in dating relationships, Mm -hmm. it's just, what are we doing? Like, what rights and responsibilities do we have to one another? Like, what kind of future do you see? And there just feels like a, a bit more pressure because when, you know, all your friends are moving into engagement and marriage and you just start a dating relationship, it's hard not to feel that pressure of like, well, gosh, am I going to marry you? Like, I don't know if I want to marry you. And that's another yeah. thing, too. And I don't want to get off on a tangent, but I feel like something for so long I grew up in end of high school, even beginning of college thinking is that I just had to know. I just had to know. And that it wasn't quite right to date someone unless I knew that they were like the one for me or they had every single characteristic of who I thought was supposed to be the one that I was supposed to marry or end up with. Um, And just constantly you know, revising all of that and revisiting all of that stuff that I had internalized and picked up and just believed that's highly impractical. Um, But yeah, there's just a lot of things that I'm looking at and questioning and bringing back to the feet of the Lord and just asking for wisdom and guidance. And that's a sweet part too about this season is kind of like, okay, I don't really have it figured out. I'm constantly caught in the gamut between what I was taught to, like how I was taught to see the world and move into adulthood versus what it's looking like, how I'm actually showing up to that or maybe showing up to adulthood in a different way. Mm -hmm. That huge space between that gap between is a place where I just get to say, I don't really know and I need help and I need direction. And just this morning I was just praying like, God, there's just so many things that I do not know Mm -hmm. and just keep me on the path that you have for me because right now it's a little bit unclear and I know that he doesn't show us, you know, the whole staircase or all of the steps, but I know that faith for me right now in this emerging adulthood time just really takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of trust to just put my foot on the next step like the next right thing um the podcast yeah. that you oh, I'm loving that one <laughs> I love, I know. it's so, so good. good um it takes a lot of trust yeah. um to just faithfully show up to each step and so I guess that's kind of what um is my biggest challenge at this point in life um but it's been really sweet um but I just remember this morning it's just such a funny I guess, example of what this season has felt like for me. 
Um, my friend Iris, who lives in Austin, a city that I just love in Texas. Um, she texted me like uh, this job that just opened up uh, at where she works for basically like what I do um, in the sense of like, like a content like coordinator and manager for media and this company. And anyways, I, she just said it to me and we talked about it and she was like, hee hee. And I was like, wow, we could be real life coworkers. And, but it's just crazy. Like last episode, I'm like, yeah, I'll oh, probably be in Ruston. And then you could do that. I though. could in an instant, I could just apply to that you job and work move across out. the country. And that's what kind of scares me. I think you were talking about like your fears with like this season and just emerging adulthood. I feel like my biggest fear is just not that I can like, you know, do it wrong, but just, I don't know where each little decision is going to take me. Um, and so just like prayerfully, thoughtfully moving through the decision-making process. But I find that emerging adulthood, I'm just so overwhelmed with how many decisions there are to make in a day. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a lot. Mm. Literally, like, throughout everything that you said, I just kept on having to, like, mm-hmm. keep little, like, notes mm-hmm. in my brain that I wanted to talk about. And now, of course, they're in my brain, so they may okay. be a little bit forgotten. Okay. But, God, I feel like there's so much that you said that I was like, I have to talk about that. Or, like, mm-hmm. I totally agree yeah. with that. Um, I think, oh, my gosh. I don't, like, I don't know where to start because you just said so many mm-hmm. amazing things about this whole season I think one of the things that you said kind of briefly was that this is also a season that can be marked with a lot of grief Mm -hmm. and those sort of kind of heavy and Mm -hmm. sad feelings and that has been really true for me um I think that there is a real grief to this part of our lives where we're grieving the fact that we'll never be as young as we are right now or we'll never be Mm. kids again and we'll never have that childlike sort of carefree Mm. I'm just existing in the world sort of mentality and that can feel really hard Mm. um and then also like grief about maybe what we thought our lives would look like at this Mm. point and then grief over what they're not yeah um even grief over the fact that it's like, you know, as I am starting to get older, like my parents are starting to get older and that's a whole other conversation of seeing like your parents get older (laughs) and like grieving that because you're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like that's sooner, like it's just a hard reality to come to terms with the fact that we're all getting older. Um, Not to say the societal expectations around aging and around this, this, uh, this very real and natural and beautiful part of our lives, Mm -hmm. but also a hard part of our lives and a Mm -hmm. part that we don't talk about Mm -hmm. and a part that we try to manage and fix and change, you know? Um, I mean, I think that we see that with all of the like surgeries and like just all of the things that we try to keep us young, that keep us looking young and youthful. Um, 
so yeah, I don't know. I just think that that's a whole other conversation. Um, I think when you just also mentioned, um, just the fact that, you know, we do have friends in other stages, um, of life, whether they're about to get married or they're in a relationship and then also having to, having to navigate these sorts of dynamics. That's hard. I mean, we live in the very deep South, um, just very Mm -hmm. conservative, very like traditional. So there are people that are getting married very young, um, which is very common for this region, I guess. And that can feel hard too, Mm -hmm. to kind of feel like, am I not doing something right? Am I behind? Which of course that's not true. I just think that when we see the culture around us tell us that that's what's right or Mm -hmm. that that is what should be happening right now in your life, Mm -hmm. um, it can feel really disheartening when that's not what's happening. Yeah. Um, and then, gosh, in, oh, and then the part um, where you were talking about friendship and kind of how mm-hmm. that can change, you know, that's hard. I think making friends as an adult and keeping them as an adult is yeah. so difficult. Yeah. Um, and it's not even that it's, like, hard and that um, it's hard in trying to make friends. It's just, I think, the having to manage all of the extra parts of what it means to come into a friendship now as opposed to when you were like younger and you could just connect on school or you didn't have a lot of things that you were taking into Mm -hmm. that friendship and then now we do have a lot of stuff happening in our lives that we Mm -hmm. do bring into those friendships that can feel really hard um and then, yeah, so I'm just, like, trying to go, like, through my mind of everything that you said. But, um, yeah, and then the real sense of just, I know that I'm I'm going to look at this time in my life and feel a lot of nostalgia about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels so nostalgic. Um, and I think that that's also kind of part of what you said, too, of, just that we're like learning in this stage in our lives like this is such a pivotal time in our lives where we do have so many decisions that are right at our fingertips and we have so much information and we're changing and we're learning about the Mm. world in ways that we have probably never (laughs) ever before and we're learning about ourselves and we're learning about other people Mm -hmm. and Um, I just think that, I mean, especially for where I am at and just my own personal journey with this season of my life, that has been such a real counterpart of, of this season is learning and changing and changing my mind Mm -hmm. and, and then feeling that grief over losing maybe yeah. a, that part of myself, like yeah. losing an old part of myself mm-hmm. that I won't get, but then welcoming a new part of me, yeah. like a mm-hmm. 
a constantly changing part of myself that mm-hmm. is learning and that's changing her mind and that can feel very liberating but it can feel scary yeah um mm-hmm. and gosh yeah I just I feel like there's just a lot and I mean and even just talking about the just the choices that you make of like even you know these very large ones of course that it's like do I move or do I change jobs or do I accept this job or do I keep continuing school and like getting another degree like all of these things which of course feel so stressful I mean you know we kind of already talked about this but that's a very real thing I mean I was talking with um my favorite professor again yesterday because she's she's just so (laughs) like she helps me with everything in my life like all Mm -hmm. of the personal things but um also the things like looking for like programs for school and Mm -hmm. so I was telling her yesterday just kind of about like how I'm feeling with like trying to look for grad school programs and and then I was like you know I do want to find one that's like very Mm trauma-informed not stuff and then she sent me a lot yesterday like she was like looking for me online and they're like this is like not her specialty like she's in sociology so she's not in this counseling field at all but she like sent me some and like one was in like Colorado and another one was in Chicago very cool and yeah it's so cool that I'm like this is real life like this isn't like I'm not playing make-believe and I feel like I am sometimes it does feel like that (laughs) I totally feel that like disillusionment of like oh my gosh exactly exactly of like this isn't real like Like, this is just dreaming and it's like no this is actually coming to me way quicker than I think like yeah like I am going to start applying in like two months like this is so much faster than Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be and even just having to accept that of being like is that what I like can I do that can I can I I be that adventurous and out of my comfort zone to move like that and it's just there's a lot there um Mm -hmm. but then the smaller decisions of like what do I cook for dinner and I don't want to cook dinner and and like sometimes I do think I forget it's like yeah I don't live with my parents anymore like Mm -hmm. I forget that I am taking care of myself yeah now it's pretty crazy yeah and it's like wow I I really do that you know like I really go to the like grocery store and figure out meals and cook and clean and Mm -hmm. and get all my stuff together and like Mm -hmm. I'm pretty much on my own like I don't I don't normally tell anyone like where I'm headed to like I'm just in my own little life and I don't answer to anyone and Mm -hmm. that can feel good but then it's also like what it's crazy you know like that's that's insane it's kind of crazy um one more thing I'm sorry but there in I feel like this is kind of a side note Mm -hmm. but I think it's like also kind of important to say too it's like um the kind of like what what like encompasses or like defines like what this Mm -hmm. season is like what it looks like has constantly changed yeah you know because like 10 or 20 years ago like when you were in a quote-unquote like emerging Mm -hmm. adult it it probably wasn't around like I think Mm -hmm. the 
official age right now is like 21 yeah. <laughs> to like 25. Yeah. And that's like kind of what encompasses this season. Mm-hmm. And 20, like 20 years ago or something, like 20 whatever, mm-hmm. it was it was probably like 18 or 19 years old was mm-hmm. kind of where that was coming in. Yeah. And so I just think it's interesting how we're seeing that mm-hmm. change and how these ages change and also mm-hmm. how it continues t- to get a little older, you know, yeah. like it um, is kind of changing towards you're, you're 24, but you can still be considered an emerging adult. And like, what does that look like? You know? Um, and I just think that there's also like looking at this, it's just interesting to look at how society has changed those norms of what is an adult what does that entail Mm -hmm. what are the maybe very concrete ages of course which like that can also be of course so subjective but still like like, it is a concrete age of like 21 to 25 this is what season you're in you know and um that is just that's interesting and and even looking at the stages of the uh, development like through like psychology like this um this famous person in psychology his name was eric erickson um and he came up with all of these stages of like each stage represents something and Mm -hmm. when you're like in Mm this exact stage like yeah. early adulthood emerging adulthood probably around 18 to about 20 you know whatever 25 or so yeah. you are in this stage of um you're just trying to work out like um I think like the very I'm sorry I'm trying to remember like all no, of the the very official parts of it was like you're either trying to get or you're either in a place of isolation or intimacy. Yes. And it kind of encompasses like what that yeah. season is supposed to look like for mm-hmm. you. Like it's either you are trying to pursue like friendships and yeah. you're trying to pursue like romantic relationships and mm-hmm. you're looking for that connection and you're looking for that intimacy. Or on the other side of it, if you don't have that need fulfilled, you are isolated and you feel alone. And that's just an interesting thing to to kind of look at it from Mm -hmm. a very, like, scientific um, theory of Mm -hmm. this is what is happening developmentally to someone in this age of you're seeking that and that's so important for this part of your life to Mm -hmm. seek that closeness with other people yeah and just see like how that turns out and Mm -hmm. yeah I yeah wow that was really I always say this like that was really good (laughs) but I think one of the things that just like I forgot that I had taken one of the classes that you had where I did learn about Erickson's stages and whenever we presented, I got to do yes, like emerging you did. adulthood. Young Wait, adulthood. really? Yes. I and forgot it was so about fun. that little resolution. Yes. Yeah. It was so fun. If I had it, the slideshow with me, I'd pull it up and kind of read some pieces off of it. But um, 
I think it's cool that psychology backs up this idea that being seen and known by others is like vital to like our health. Like it's vital to Mm -hmm. our health Mm -hmm. and the connections that we make with others or fail to make with others affect the rest of our lives in a way, how we see the world and how we move through the world as we continue aging. And so it is just like this critical period. Um, And so I guess like my encouragement to, and I feel like this is not me, like this is what you need to do. Like this is completely unsolicited advice entirely. But I just feel like I want to encourage people that maybe um, tend to like want to maybe isolate or remain kind of separated from people for whatever reasons, whether that's like, you know, fear or shame or anything. Um, I just encourage you to reach out and to connect with others and to not do life alone Mm -hmm. Um, because it's so much more beautiful and abundant whenever you can share and experience it with others, when you can express um, yourself like with others and being seen and known is so important. Um, And obviously that ties also like back into faith and that we are seen and known by a God that created us and knows us and loves us exactly the way that we are. And there's nothing that we do to earn that, like, acceptance. And I feel like that's something that could be comforting to people who maybe are just really struggling to connect with, you know, other people right now. And just finding, like, earthly community in a way Mm -hmm. is just starting there. Um, And that attachment, like, attachment to our worth in Christ I feel like that enables us with, it just empowers us with like this confidence to connect with others and Mm -hmm. to be seen and known by others. Because even if that is difficult and it will be in Mm -hmm. lots of cases Mm -hmm. that you can just go back to, well, the one who created me doesn't make mistakes and he sees me and he knows me and he loves me. And even if all else abandoned me or reject me, I know that I am still accepted and loved and connected um and so starting there with community but also finding community and honestly i had a friend tell me this um jordan pearson um now jordan davis because she is married Mm -hmm. um also lives in austin texas she used to go to tech and i just remember um before she or right after she moved um she came back and visited And I remember telling her it was like my first year of college and I was kind of in between churches and just we talked a lot about that. And her advice to me was like when I was here, like I just kind of was all over the place and I just never really fought for community. And she said that would just be my encouragement to you is like fight for community and stick with it even whenever it is difficult sometimes like messy too. messy too yeah. um stick with it and fight for that community and yeah. instead of isolating yourself or just hanging out with the same two or three people all the time take that risk and take a step out um because it is it's you're taking a risk whenever you're vulnerable with other people and mm-hmm. um you seek like community because that takes self-disclosure um yeah. and a bunch of other things as well 
But um, that's something I also wanted to share because it was such an encouragement to me. And after like I like received that advice, like I realized how necessary it would be um, to navigating, I guess, community. Yeah. Is that sometimes it is very, very difficult. And I feel like there is like discernment in when is it time to walk away from certain friendships slash relationships and Absolutely. constantly reevaluating the people that you surround yourself with. But having community and being seen and known by people around you that can help you and encourage you and uplift you um, mm-hmm. in times of need and someone that you can show up for. Um, as we all kind of hold each other's hands through a really critical time. Like, I feel like that's something that has helped me so much through out to this season. Like mm-hmm. us having this conversation right now is incredibly healing for me because I feel mm-hmm. seen and understood by you um, as we like hold space for one another. And so I know that that can be a scary thing, but I would encourage um, our listeners just to fight for community. Um, yeah. even when it gets tricky, yeah, um, and messy, and yeah. messy. Yeah. but yeah, do you have anything to add to that as well? Well, I will say exactly what you always say, I mm-hmm. guess, after I talk, cause that was just yeah. so good. And yeah. I just, God, I just mm-hmm. loved everything that you said mm-hmm. about that. That was yeah. so beautiful and important mm-hmm. and just the importance of social connection and see ourselves mirrored in one another and yeah. seeing other parts of of just who people are and oh it's just that's so necessary for connection yeah um and it is literally wired into who we are and how we operate in the yeah. world and even kind of going to that um to that eric erickson mm-hmm. stages thing again mm-hmm. it's like the very first um, kind of part that we have Mm. is this like from zero to when we're born up until around three years Mm. old. I think it's like this part of, am I going to trust the world or am I going to mistrust the world? And of course we learn that first through whoever is taking care Mm. of us, you know, our parents or our care givers um are they are they very attuned to our needs are they a secure person that I can trust will come if I'm crying or if I'm hungry Mm -hmm. or if I'm in pain um and from Mm -hmm. you know that part of our lives and from that part of our development we learn whether we can trust the Mm -hmm. world at large around us if we can trust the people um around us which of course leads to this narrative of social connection and of feeling close to people which is so built on trust or if we are going to mistrust the world and people around us and ourselves and um so i don't know i just love how connected that is Mm. because if we can't trust then we can't form those relationships with other people Mm. um and i mean of course if that's true you know if um we did not get those early needs 
met, then that isn't permanent. Like you can change that. You can rewire Mm -hmm. that in your brain, which is just so healing and just shows of, um, of just the wonders and like miracles of what, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Of, of just how like God created us and it's just so intricate that we can heal even if something wasn't met at first in us or if a need wasn't met at first but yeah yeah, I just yeah I just want to also affirm that too and affirm that it is so important to um to just really fight for that place of community and that place Mm -hmm. of people even when it is really hard and even when it's messy and to not go into these relationships expecting them to be tidy and neat and Mm -hmm. easy um, because we are all humans and um, we are messy and that's just what I think makes the connection so beautiful Mm -hmm. and strong Mm -hmm. is that messiness in us that we can see and that we can connect to Mm -hmm. with each other and then learn to accept in ourselves as well but I just think that that was also good and I just love Mm -hmm. that we are continuing to talk about this because it's important and it can feel also like a very lonely Mm -hmm. part of our lives too Um, it can feel very isolated and Mm -hmm. so I think that that is where these social connections come in yeah. and even just having these conversations um, that can feel very hard and scary and vulnerable um, and we don't really like feeling that way and yet um, it is yeah. so necessary in order to heal and in order to move into whatever next stage yeah. our wow. lives brings us. Yeah. That was really good. Again, like I always say that these like chats are just very therapeutic. Um, But like you said, I love that we're talking about it. And I feel like when we talk about things, they become less scary. Yes. I think so. Um, Absolutely. And so I love that we got to kind of create this space. And I feel like this topic is kind of what started the podcast. Yeah, I know. It's like really yeah so it's very tender Mm -hmm. and sweet and another reason to give thanks for this season and all that it is the good and the bad and the ugly as they say (laughs) um but thank you for chatting with me and sharing all of those wonderful thoughts and the psychology aspect too thank you for bringing it to the table and um I look forward to our next episode. Me too. Me Mm -hmm. too. I'm so excited. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye.